welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's December 22nd, 2021, three days until Christmas, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And today, this is our last live podcast for the year 2021, and we are coming to you today to really talk about the ultimate gift. Even as we are three days from Christmas, we think about the birth of Jesus, the need for Jesus, and we just want to we want to have a discussion about how that gift and how the coming of Christ and the birth of Christ ultimately fuels the ministry of Lifeline. It fuels our 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 lives. It is the hope that fuels every single year and every single day. It is the ultimate gift. But before Dr. Rick joins us and we have this discussion, I want to remind you about something that is coming around the corner uh, in just a few weeks, and that is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. And this year, on January 16th, churches across our nation will come together for prayer, focus, uh, observance, and discussion to highlight the need to stand for all human life. So join us at Lifeline on January 16th or any other, any other Sunday that works for your church to stand up for the sanctity of human life. Each year, we provide free speakers, resources, and more to help the church stand for life. And brothers and sisters, this year, maybe more than any other year, we need to make a concerted effort to pray because right now, before the Supreme Court of the United States of America is a landmark case, Dobbs versus Jackson Healthcare, which truly, prayerfully, optimistically, and hopefully could overturn Roe versus Wade and Casey, these horrible precedents that have been set at the Supreme Court that have brought in no limits to abortion in the United States of America. As a matter of fact, the United States stands only with two other nations, the nation of North Korea and the nation of China as having the most uh, pervasive abortion uh, laws uh, in the world. And so let's pray that these nine jurors on the Supreme Court, specifically the six in question, the six more conservative justices, will have the courage and the jurisprudence to overturn this horrible precedent. So you can see our show notes, or you can visit our website at lifelinechild.org backslash sanctity of human life to download free resources or to request a speaker for your church or your small group. Well, Dr. Rick, Merry Christmas. Grateful to be with you, brother. Hard to believe that uh, we have flown through another year, that 2021 <laughs> is coming to a close that it's Christmas time again. And wow, as we just even consider that, we think of the gift of Christmas. And what a great way to end every year, thinking towards, praying towards, and just really having our hearts uh, drawn towards Christmas and the gift of Jesus. Well, Merry Christmas, my dear brother. I, uh, you know, I can't believe it. it just seems like we just turned the page on uh, 2021 and, and, you know, just started this year. And, and here we are, you know, folks could see us today in our, you know, our fleece vest and everything. And we're like, we're loaded up and ready for winter and especially ready for Christmas. And, um, but, you know, this time of year always, I think, um, you know, leads us uh, th that follow Jesus in, it's a reflective time, you know, to think about the, um, you know, what, what Christ 
did and to think about the you know the coming of the Christ child and and I think there's there's a there's kind of a concept that it's not new it's not fresh but it's certainly something that's been kind of rattling around in my head the last um, you know the last several weeks and it's that idea of of incarnation mm. you know that idea of God God coming that that Jesus came to us and he was born in the middle of our messy world and in the middle of all of our difficulties. And, you know, even, even how Christianity is separated from all of the other religions of the world, because all of the other religions that are, that are man-made and man-contrived are all about men trying to get to God and men trying to earn their way and men trying to, you know, wrestle their way to God. And, and like the only faith system that's out there, and this is part of what I think, you know, kind of underscores the truth of Christianity is that, that we, like, we get an accurate picture of a benevolent God who, who saw us in the midst of our mess. And, and not only did he come into it to, to address it and to fix it, but he was born in it. Mm. Like he, like he became in it. And, and I think, you know, that's a guiding principle for us at Lifeline that, um, you know, we, we say it different ways in, you know, in other places, but that we really feel a burden to be incarnational with the gospel into, um, you know, into the world. And, and so we've had a, and, and this has been a great year. Like this has been such, a, we were kind of just talking and reminiscing even offline before we, you know, before we got on to record and just about the things that we've seen the Lord do over the course of this year and the ways that we've seen the Lord bless. But so much of that is wrapped up around, you know, this idea of, of being incarnational and, 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 you know, like going and being present and being Christ ambassadors in, you know, in, in so many places. And, mm. and we've just seen the Lord, um, you know, the Lord's just shown off this year and we've kind of had a front row seat to it and in our ministry. And so that's a, you know, on our last live podcast for the year, you know, like our last conversation together, I think it's appropriate for us to just kind of go back and look back and say, um, you know, let's talk about some of the ways that the Lord has done that and, and about, um, you know, what we've learned maybe along the way, um, as, you know, as, as we've engaged that. Yeah. I think even as you say that, Dr. Rick, I, I, I think of how really the last two years, and, and I think mm-hmm. maybe what's even hard is to believe that as we go into <laughs> 2022, this global pandemic that has become such a, uh, just something that rolls off the tongue, something that we talk mm-hmm. about all the time. And, and in a sense, we even take for granted now that there's this global pandemic. Uh, we first kind of heard about it two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's been coined by a year that was almost three years ago now, which just feels crazy um, in a lot of different things. But it's been tough. It's It's been difficult. The vulnerable especially have had just a difficult time during this, this pandemic. And even as we think about Christmas, I'm reminded and hearkened back to the scripture where, you know, you go in the Old Testament, you see the promises of God, you see the goodness of God, you see God's hand speaking to Moses through a burning bush, you see the way that he selects David, you see the way that he kind of monitors and goes with the children of Israel, you see how he sends the prophets to speak of this great redemption, and then you see silence for 400 years, just 
complete silence. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in a lot of ways, it's hard to say that the last two years or this, this whole pandemic can be equal to 400 years, but I know in the human heart, years are all relative. And to a lot of people, this has felt like a silent time. It's felt like a lonely time. Um, But isn't it always like God to show up in those hard times, those difficult times? I think a lot of the reasons he shows up more then is because we're looking for him. We're seeking after him. Our hearts are more in tune to look for him. Uh, We're being quiet in order to to not talk over him or try to manufacture things, but we're really listening for the Lord. And so I, I love that after this 400 years of silence, the first thing you see in the way that scripture was canonized is Matthew's gospel. And you see this geneal- genealogy that harkens back to the Lord's goodness to Israel throughout this genealogy and the kings and Abraham and, and Isaac and Jacob. And then comes this in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found what to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And then verse 21, which is foundational, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And then it says this all took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And then it speaks of what the prophet said. Uh, behold, the virgin shall conceive a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so the gift of Christmas is, is not just a manger scene. It's not, it's not just the idea that this long awaited King was finally coming. It is that God is now with us. And Mm -hmm. that to me, bro, even to what you said is the gift of Christmas is that we're reminded that we have the Holy spirit within us. God is with us. He is present. And we have seen that this last year where we've truly seen him manifest himself in beautiful ways to show his power and his resilience and his justice. We've seen life change. We've seen men, women, boys, and girls come to saving faith in Christ and we have seen the church equipped in ways that 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 we've really never seen. You know, I, I think, I mean, you're exactly right. And I, I, I think we, you know, there's this idea that because God is with us, um, we, you know, we have to, we have to go. Um, and, you know, and, and, and that, that idea is like directly related to the Great Commission and the fact that Jesus is saying go. He reason he says go is because because we we're the ones that bear the gospel and we're the ones that bear the presence of the Holy Spirit because, you know, because God is with us, he has come and there's a, there's a new day and a, you know, in a new covenant. And I think the important ways that, that we've been able to, to see God work through people this year in, you know, in just kind of simple steps of going, I mean, you know, we've, we've seen some, some pretty tremendous strides taken this year in, um, in both family reconciliation ministry and alongside foster care. Um, you know, we, the Lord allowed us to, to kind of act on a dream this year that we've harbored for a long time about uh, beginning to engage churches, to engage kids that are aging out of the foster care system here in the U S and, um, and that was, that was something that, um, 
you know, we've, we've felt a, a burden for it's something we've mm-hmm. talked about. It's something we've, man, we've prayed, um, you know, unceasingly. I mean, it's been a, for the, for the nine years that I've had anything to do with lifeline, that's been a constant theme of something we've come back to and, you know, and, and prayed for. And, and I know that that prayer long preexisted me mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and yet, um, in the midst of, and I know we say it over and over and over, but in the midst of a situation that's the most unlikely, um, in, in the midst of a global pandemic, God opens the door for us to begin to pilot that program and to work with the church and to raise up mentors and you know things like that. And just so thankful for Erin Williams and and for the the volunteers and the people that she's put together and the way our team has supported her in um, in bringing heritage builders to become you know, to become a reality. And, and so, and, and the work that we're ultimately trying to tee the church up to do is just plain incarnational work. Like it's just getting in the lives of, of teenagers and young adults who, um, you know, who need someone to come alongside them and to engage them and to walk with them. And, and so, um, you know, my prayer is, and, and and maybe the Lord will use this conversation, even on this podcast, to you know begin to stir the hearts of 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 some of you. I, I think we we need people and we need churches um, to um, to to come alongside and and to open their lives to these kids and to you know to equip themselves to journey with them. And most of what you know what these kids need is. Um, is they need presence and they need consistency and they need the gospel and, and they need, like, they need someone to, to show them how to live life as an adult and, and how to live life as an adult who, you know, who follows Jesus. And, and, and so what, what an incredible privilege. And in the grand scheme of things of like all the things that are happening at Lifeline, um, it's, you know, this is right at its very beginning and, and right at its inception, but it's indicative of, I think, the way that the Lord continues to open doors to say, um, just give the church a way mm. to just go out and be the church and, and, and to do it in the space. And, and we're just so thankful that, we, that we're given the gift of being able to be a ministry that, that really does tee the church up to do that. Yeah. You know, and I think the other just as we're just even you know looking back at 2021 one of the the blessings has been the ability to work and to counsel and to minister to more women and mm-hmm. you know one of the the things that we saw during this last year of being given opportunity to represent the work that we do on a on a grander national scale is the need to be able to minister to women in all 50 states and knowing that while we cannot and couldn't necessarily be licensed in all 50 states because of, of our faith statement and who we are, to see the Lord open up doors and to actually be able to minister to women in three states that we would never have dreamed we could get licensed in, but to already mm-hmm. see ways that we're equipping local churches, equipping especially godly women to to, to reach out and to minister to birth mothers in California, Illinois, and New York. Like who would have thought that when we stepped in and said, let's, let's see if, if we should, and if we can reach women in, in, in unlicensed States and to really use the church to do that, who would have ever imagined 
that the first three states would have been the ones that we would have said would be the last three that we can make impact in. But it just shows that that there's need, um, that in times of need, people are looking outside of the physical and outside of just what they can see. And, um, you know, what we see is the Lord is there and he is good and he is making himself known. He's going before us. I've, I've just been to your point of, of having dreams and visions that were cast years ago, decades ago, come to fruition and reality to also really, even as we celebrate 40 years in 2021 to see the grand vision from the beginning of being able to minister to women in vulnerable situations and crisis pregnancies and to be able to do that nationwide to really be able to 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 give alternatives that are life-giving to women and to to be there to disciple them and mentor them and point them in the way that they should go to help them see the Lord and to see that come to fruition and not to fruition where we would have expected but to see it come to fruition where it's the most needed uh what a what a blessing and and, and don't get me wrong and just like you are excited about heritage builders and I'm excited about this 50 state initiative. There's still a long way to go. We're just scraping the surface, (laughs) but to see the way that the Lord has paved the way and made that way possible. Hmm. It's, it's a gift. You know, we, we didn't get into this ministry and give our lives to this ministry just to call people to get engaged in with ministry. That was going to be all talk. We, we wanted to get into a ministry that was going to be rolling up our sleeves and getting our hands dirty and being real life ministry. And that is just, you hate that there's brokenness. You hate that there's situations we have to reach into, but we know that there always will be. I mean, even, you know, when uh, the disciples were rebuking Jesus for allowing Mary Magdalene to anoint his foot with oil, he said, and they said, Oh, we could have sold this and given it to the poor. And Jesus said, the poor you have with me always. We know because of sin, we're always going to have brokenness until Jesus comes back, but to have the opportunity to be his ministers of reconciliation in that brokenness, to be uh, the ones that are espousing and showing gospel hope through our actions, through our words and through our deeds. What a, what a privilege it is to be just a, a minuscule part of the gospel driven justice of the kingdom this year. And it's a true gift to be able to, to ultimately showcase the gift of Christ to those who are the most needy and vulnerable around the world. You know, and I mean, we, as I said, when we, you know, when we opened up, I, I think, you know, this is a time of year where we're a little more, you know, we're a little more reflective and we're probably a little more nostalgic. And, you know, we're thinking about um, Christmas and gatherings and people. Um, I, I think about right outside your office, there's a, there's a painting of John Carr. And, you know, Mr. Carr, who who had a vision and was part of the vision to plant this ministry, um, what about that the other day? And I thought I'd like I just had this weird thought. How what would it be like to be able to take John Carr around the halls of Lifeline today? What would it be like to take him to visit church partners and families and people? Um, Because he he probably didn't didn't even dream of some of the things that we, you know, we would be able to see today and some of the things that we all have the opportunity to be a part of. Um, but that our, you know, our, our part of this in, you know, in, in living incarnationally is to, is to take the baton and run with it well and to, and to hand it off, you know, to the next generation as well. And I, I, 
I, I also think about the fact that this call that we that we're all responding to to care for the vulnerable in Jesus' name and to make the gospel known. Um, it's not going to end with us either. <laughs> and so we have the responsibility of a stewardship to, to do well with those things that have been trusted into our hands. <clears throat> and all of us have been entrusted with something. Mm-hmm. You know, we think about the gift of Jesus, but we also have to realize that God has given us gifts. And, you know, and, and we see the, you know, the, the, the parable of the, you know, of the, of the workers and the, the servants and the fact that, you know, that the, the landowner, the, you know, the master of, of the field, like he gave, he gave talents to, you know, to those people who, who were charged by him to discharge those duties and to do those things on his behalf. And, and we saw, you know, that, that Jesus very blatantly said that like his expectation of us is that we, that we take what we have and we take what we've been blessed with and and we use it and we leverage it and we multiply it in order to in order to bless his name and in in order to enlarge his kingdom and in order to point glory toward him as as we help people to know um, the work that he's done and and the salvation that he you know that he provides and 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 so we don't take it for granted um, and, and lifeline is so much bigger than, you know, it, it, certainly bigger than you or me. <laughs> it's bigger than, you know, it's, it's bigger than our, our team here. It's bigger than our team across the country. It's, you know, Lifeline really is all of those churches and families and, and, and you know, youth groups and groups of people that have banded together to do this work and to, to be on mission. And if, if people aren't, if people aren't given what they have, if they're not, you know, if they're not giving of their resources, if people aren't giving of their time, if they're not investing their expertise, like if those gifts aren't being exercised, none of this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, first of all, I think we want to say thank you because in in a lot of what we've been able to see this year is just the Lord's abundance in the way that He's He's brought people and used people. Um, to do so many different things. I think, you know, I, as an example, I think about a lot of our, you know, a lot of our international partners who, who we've not been able to be with presently, right? Like we, we haven't been able to go to them and they haven't been able to come to us. And, and yet we've seen um, the Lord multiply you know, their work and their investment. And that's happened because people here have held the rope and given. Um, and people here have provided for children to be fed in India and for, you know, children to be fed and loved and, and housed and discipled in, in you know, Pakistan and in, in, in places all over the globe. Um, and and that, that ultimately that is, that's putting the, the reality and the message of Christmas out there for the world to see, to say, this is really who Jesus is. This is really the kind of, of, this is what Jesus came to do. And we, as people who follow him are just like in, in just small ways and the ways that we can do it, we're, we're just trying to be like him. Uh, and, you know, I, I think even as you talk about that and, and even stewarding, you know, gifts, I think so many times, uh, you know, we, we only think of gifts in a financial nature, um, and, and even at the end of the year, we think of gifts like, oh, well, we need to give because 
the end of the year we give, and, and, and it's always thought about in financial terms, but, you know, we've been walking through in 2021, the book of Romans with our staff and <laughs> had the opportunity several weeks ago to, to start off Romans chapter 12. And, you know, Paul talks about the gifts of grace and he says, you know, in verse five, kind of some of the same themes he has in Corinthians, first Corinthians, but so we though are many are one body and individually members of one another. And then here the word gift having gifts that what differ according to the grace given to us. But then Paul says and encourages us, Hey, you've been given a gift. Now use that gift. And he goes through about all the types of gifts. If, if prophecy in proportion to your faith. And, and here we know like, like speaking the goodness of God and speaking uh, of, 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 of just the, the word of God, if service in your serving as the one who teaches in his teaching and the one who exhorts, in his exhortation, the one who contributes what we think of normally mm-hmm. in generosity, the one who leads with zeal and the one who acts of mercy with cheerfulness. We have a, been given a gift to steward by the Lord that he is, he's given us just different things, but as the body of Christ, we work together. So to your point, I love how in 2021, we've really seen the body of Christ use their gifts, mm-hmm. steward their gifts in order to do the work of God. So to those who it has been giving, we've seen people give in ways that would help others who, who their gift was service to serve. You know, I know one of the things we talk about a lot and you and I are both very passionate about is families count, but to see how there was, there were gifts that were given over and above any gifts that we've received for families count this year, but it enabled us to help equip more people mm-hmm. whose gift it is to exhort, to teach, to prophesy, to get in front of children and families who needed the, this, 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 this training of families count. More families have been put together, put back together through families count this year because the body of Christ worked together. And even as you think about families count, some served, some cooked, mm-hmm. some ate meals together in fellowship. Some taught, some mentored, some encouraged, some discipled, some gave the resources, some were present, some had the ideas, some used their administration. I, I could go on and on and on, but you see the body of Christ working together. And that would be our encouragement and our exhortation mm-hmm. as we end this live portion of the Defender podcast this year. Brothers and sisters, as we come to the time where we experience in three short days, the, the praise, the worship, the admiration, the remembrance of the gift that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. Let us be reminded as we go into 2022 to steward the gift that he has given us and to use that gift for the proclamation of the gospel, for the, for the gospel-driven justice around us, and to show the gospel to our neighbors, our friends, our family, and to the nations. And so that's our prayer. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas. But we want to ask you, as you go into this season of Christmas, or we're in the midst of Christmas, as you go into the day of Christmas, to be reminded that it's more than the gifts gathered around the tree, but it's about stewarding the gifts that the Lord has already given us, that he has invested in us, and to invest that in the lives of others so that maybe next year, when we're celebrating Christmas, there will be those who had never heard the name of Jesus that will be celebrating because through the work of the body of Christ, using our gifts together, we've seen people come into the kingdom of God. To God be that glory, that the most vulnerable would have the gospel manifested to them, and they in turn would know the gift that is Christmas. 
Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.